Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 21 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels? You never played with Hot Wheels when you were a little girl. You played with Barbies, right? That's right. Yes, I did I did not. Where, where's, where's your interest in Hot Wheels come from? Is it strictly a business thing? Well, once I learned I could make money selling Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yes, yes. And when I started selling Hot Wheels, I actually found a box lot of them at a garage sale and back in the Beanie Baby days. And I started to look them up and I found out that they are very hard to identify. Are they? They are. It, for someone like me that only knows a blue car from a red car, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know... <laughs> I don't I couldn't tell you a Ford from a GMC or a Chrysler. I wouldn't know the difference between any any cars. Mm-hmm. And the Hot Wheels are challenging if you are, you know, if you don't know how to tell one car from the next. Sure. So when I first got this box, I you know, I would start researching a red car, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that's really helpful. Did you get a lot of results on that one? <laughs> I didn't. So back then, there wasn't much resource. We didn't have WorthPoint, and, and there wasn't very good ways to research. So I found a book at Barnes & Noble that actually had um, a gr- was a great resource, but it was an expensive book, and I didn't want to buy it. My son, I was taking him to tutoring right around the corner from uh, Barnes & Noble. So once a week, I would take him for tutoring on reading, and I would load the pockets of my jacket with Hot Wheels, and I would go to Barnes & Noble and sit in the back corner (laughs) and look up my, my, my cars and take little notes. So I used it as a library, (laughs) but... I eventually bought that book, but mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was a tightwad, and I didn't want to spend the money on the book. Right. I understand. <laughs> but it worked. So I soon learned the value of these red liners, and red liners were uh, – luckily, this box lot was loaded with them, and I was getting hundreds and hundreds of dollars per car. Sure. It was so much fun. Well, for for the listeners, redliners uh, has to do with the red line around the outside of the tire, like used to be for, say, white walls or something. You don't see those anymore either. But it was a red line around there, and those were on the earliest Hot Wheels cars, the red line. But they stopped making them, I think, sometime in the 70s, and then they started making them again for a short period in the 90s. But uh, those are the ones that are the most valuable and uh, among the most valuable. And those are the ones that collectors look for. Yes. So you were selling these on eBay. Yes. Your car. Um, how long ago was that? 
Yes, that was in the early 90s, um, late 90s, excuse me. And, but it's okay because the Hot Wheel, the Hot Wheels still sell very well today. Again, it depends on the condition. And so when you're selling Hot Wheels, the photos are key players. Right. Key players. So you have to show photos, use all 12 photos on eBay, but you have to show photos of every nook and cranny on those because there's so many um, top true collectors are looking for those pristine cars. Right. And there are differences. You can have the the, the same car with a different color interior and yes. it will make a huge difference in the price. Now tell me the the ones that you were selling and the ones that you found in, in a box lot at a sale, were these loose? Were they in packages? Um, Yes, they were all loose and they were all well used. They were well loved and played with. So they all had um, dents and dings. And back then, I would just lay them on my scanner and scan them <laughs> and scan the photos into eBay. Yeah, I'll bet that was uh, tough to get good pictures on that. <laughs> yes, it was it was tough. And now, thank goodness, moving fast forward, we have the great iPhone and, and smartphones, and right. we have the great right. ability to take fantastic photos. Right. Now, do you, do you, have you come into contact recently with uh, Hot Wheels cars that are in packaging still? That are untouched? I haven't recently, but once I started learning about Hot Wheels, I used to frequently stop into Toys R Us. And because Toys R Us had limited editions in their boxes, and they would be um, packaged in a special way so that when the when the when Toys R Us would open the box, the, the case of cars, when they would open them up, there would be a special one in there. And you never knew which store would get these cars. And they randomly shipped them out. Mattel would randomly ship them out across the United States. And so they became very, very collectible. So I learned to go to <laughs> you know, Toys R Us and look for those limited edition cars. Sometimes I got lucky and, and would find them. And God forbid, you would not want to wrinkle or crease the edges on those packaging. So when Toys R Us was doing these, these would be called the Treasure Hunt series. So it was like the Treasure Hunt era was 1995 to 1999. And they were just so rare and so valuable. You thought you hit the, the lottery if you found those. Correct. Well, that sounds like a good marketing strategy because people that were really wanting to collect those would go from store to store and try to find them. But I, I understand. You know, well, of course, in the era when I came up in the, the 50s, there were no Hot Wheels cars. I mean, we had yeah. toy trucks and, and that sort of thing. But Hot Wheels didn't come about till the till the early '60s, mid '60s, something like that. And 
it was an interesting story. Of course, the the one of the owners of Mattel uh, created Barbies and everything that went along with Barbies, and in response to the popularity of Barbie dolls, Hasbro started making the GI Joe because. In those days, you had girls' toys and you had boys' toys. Sure. And boys didn't play with girls' toys and vice versa. So the G.I. Joe uh, was really popular, and, and and it was based on the Barbie, too. You buy the G.I. Joe, but then you can dress them up like a sailor or a, or a soldier or, a, you know, an astronaut. You could dress them up as all these different things. So like Barbie, you could buy accessories and sets of things that you could play with the, the toy in there. And G.I. Joe's were popular. So Mattel looked at that and said, hmm, we need something that boys can play with. What can we do? Well, in the early 60s, car culture ruled mm -hmm. for young men. Muscle cars were big, popular songs of the day. The Beach Boys, it seemed like every other song was about a car, Little Deuce Coupe and Fun, Fun, Fun. And then you have things like Mustang Sally and Dead Man's Curve. All of those were, were car songs. And so there was a setup there. You know, adolescent boys wanted to be teenagers. And they could have these cars and they could have uh, muscle cars. And that's what Hot Wheels specialed in, specialized in was muscle cars. Matchbox, on the other hand, was not, they didn't have that panache that Hot Wheels did. The cars are still selling, and especially if you have them in the original packaging. Uh, they've been around for 50 years, more than 50 years. I think their 50th anniversary was four or five years ago. How do you maintain a market like that for that period of time, they're still popular. They come out with different series, and uh, there are so many different ways to collect Hot Wheels. People have have varying criteria on how they collect. Some people collect only red ones or blue ones, or some people will collect only red lines or certain series or a certain type of car, brand of car. They might they might collect only Fords. There are so many different ways that you can't really tell when you're out picking. Uh, it's, it's hard to sort through all these. And usually if they're loose, you find them in a box or in a bucket or whatever. And the best thing to do is just make an offer on the whole thing. Don't you think? Oh, Absolutely. Now, it's funny because I can remember when I would pick up these box lots of cars, and, and I still will if I see them at a garage sale and there's a box lots of cars, I still will pick them up. But what I, what I pay attention to when I flip them over and look at the, what's that called underneath a car? It's called the underneath. There's, <laughs> there's. I don't know. I'm not a car guy either. <laughs> I think there's a word for it, but when you look at the underneath of a car, there's um there'll they'll be marked Mattel or or Tyco or or China. Right. <laughs> and then you can tell if they're um plastic or they're they're steel 
still cast. Die cast, right? Die cast. Pardon me. So if they're die cast and it makes a difference, of course. And then even the, the cheaper ones that, um, some of the companies came out with that are the China ones that are real flimsy. Mm-hmm. I would still put them in, I would separate them and then have, you know, the brands in order, like the, right. the Tootsie car or the, the Hot Wheel and then the Matchbox. And then I would put them in groups if they were not worth much individually. Right. And of course, when you're out picking these things, uh, as long as the price is reasonable, it doesn't really matter because there are so many people buying these and collecting these that you'll certainly be able to sell it. Absolutely. And, and of course, when I'm looking through those at um, a garage sale or, or a thrift store, first thing I do, of course, is look for the red lines. The red lines are going to help close the deal. Well, this is a good spot to stop for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a seven-day, seven-look-up free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Well, here we are. We're back just as I said we would be, and we are discussing flipping Hot Wheels. Did you have any interest in the the die-cast cart collection? Uh, I didn't because, you know, I I was a a teenager, and and at that time those were considered toys, and teenagers didn't play with toys. Of course, since then, you know, people that grew up playing with those toys uh, and they became uh, desirable and collectible, uh, adults would start to collect them in the packaging and leave them in the packaging as collectibles because, of course, they're worth more in the packaging. So the collector's market for this is absolutely huge. Another fun thing is all of the racetracks that Hot Wheels made that you could put together. And I can remember my son having them around the bed, through the living room, you know, oh, <laughs> racing cars through the house. Well, that's what it was all about. I mean, what's the, you know, you can only hold the car in your hand and go vroom, vroom, vroom so much over the dining room table. It's the tracks that make the difference. And, and there are all sorts of tracks you can you know, loop ones and yes. and tall ones and spinning ones. I mean, they're just all kinds. Of, and so the fun is in the tracks, bright orange, I recall. Yes. And you can put them together and and just fill your basement with them or <laughs> build them in your yard. That That's where the fun is. And, and the nice thing about Hot Wheels is uh, the tires. The tires yes. really make the difference. They're they're hard plastic rather than rubber. So that means there's less friction and they spin well and and they'll go faster. Yes. So the whole point in having hot anything, whether it's a muscle car or hot wheels, is so that it will go fast. And with adolescent boys, that's a really popular thing. And of course, the adults 
if if they're collecting these things and keeping them for investment value and not taking them out of the packaging, they don't get to play with them. And in my opinion, the value to me is in playing with them. It's the joy that it brings to your heart, whether you're a child or an adult. You know, to I, I, it might be fun if I didn't have a million other things to do. Would would be to to build one of these great big tracks and and uh, start racing these cars just for the fun of it. Yes, I still have my son's track set in in the shed in in a big tub, saving for special time. Your grandchildren, right? Yeah, I won't I won't sell it. It's just I just can't wait to get it out and play with it again with with a, a grandson or grandkids. But um, I did just notice though a Hot Wheels Highway 35 World Race Ultimate Track Set still in the box sold for four hundred ninety nine dollars. So I may reconsider that. <laughs> no. Well, let's see. Get one, sell it for four hundred dollars, and go out and spend a hundred buying another one. He won't there, know the difference. I'll buy a new one. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, those those racetracks, and then the Sizzlers. When the Sizzlers came out, they seemed to go even faster. And so I can remember my son wanting all of the Sizzler cars, and and it was a lot of fun collecting them along with the the car garage, your tracks to it. And then um, the other cool thing was having the official Hot Wheels carrying case. Actually, I did look up on WorthPoint for car cases, and it was the Matchbox um, original series car case that sold for $2,500. Wow. Yeah, that was that is a beautiful case. I've actually never seen a Matchbox case before. I can see the value of having a case. Yes. But in order to get your cars into the case, they've got to come out of the packaging. So if you're an adult collector, it would seem to be to be a, be sort of a, to, a toss-up. Now, if you've got a bunch of loose cars that you've picked over the years, one way to uh, boost the value of those might be to, to find uh, a collector's case. Uh, to put them in and sell them in the collector's case. Of course, you can't pay $2,000 for a collector's no, case and no. flip it. But, uh, you know, that's another way that you can package them. Lo- loose cars, some of the loose cars have value, uh, others don't. But I've seen some pretty uh, hefty prices, like in into four figures for box lots of Hot Wheels cars. Right. So it's hard to go wrong flipping Hot Wheels cars. There you go. That's true. And I can remember um, one point um, hospice contacted me to consign. Someone had donated a whole box lot of, or actually there was a couple cases of Hot Wheels cars that were all in the packages. And Mm -hmm. I actually listed them one by one on eBay (laughs) and Mm -hmm. It worked out really good for hospice because it was like, um, I can't remember, but it, it sold for a lot of money. Each individual one by one, I listed them and they knew that they would make more of a profit selling them that way than they would in their thrift store. Right. <clears throat>
<laughs> I thought I shut off my mic when I cleared my throat. No, but that's all right. I'll leave that part in. Here's Dana clearing her throat. Give us that again, Dana, and I'll loop it, you know. Okay, here you go. You want a ringtone for your phone? <laughs> Here's Dana clearing her throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <clears throat> um, the most recent one that I sold was a Hot Wheels. It was an actual wheel. I don't know if you ever remember seeing those, and it was a big wheel, and then it opened up, and then it held all of the cars. It was a carrying case for cars, and they've gone down in value. Mine was kind of beat up, and I still got thirty-five dollars for it, and I actually picked that up at a at a yard sale. So you can still find them, but if they're mint in 2018, one sold for $2,000, according to WorthPoint. You know, the thing that, that occurs to me and after all of these episodes that we've done is that to be a, a, a successful uh, flipper and eBay seller, you really need to be a generalist. You need to, the, the core skill is, uh, research and developing, as you point out from time to time, developing an eye for what to buy. But uh, you can't go out looking for one particular thing. I, I I am guilty of doing that. I'll go to sales because I read that they have you know, records or media or, or some of the things that I collect. And I'll go there and I'll look at those. And then I want to get out of there and get to the next one. But how much stuff do I miss right. by not being willing to look at these other things? So. Right. That's so true. And it's funny because I was just speaking to someone the other day that was a believer in the past, till I straightened them out, that you have to be a niche seller to sell on eBay. And right. I've never believed that. I've never. Right. I'm proof that that's not true. Right. You don't have to have a niche to, to be right. successful on eBay. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I know people that have been successful by specializing in a niche, but the thing to remember about that is that collectibles come and go. I mean, imagine if your specialty and your niche was Beanie Babies. <laughs> You wouldn't have stayed in business. So, you know, you've, you've got to have a broader perspective and knowing what these, uh, the, the popular and hot selling uh, collectibles are, it just improves your eye and, and your skills as a seller. And it also helps you to transform and change with the way life is changing and change with the trends. Okay, great discussion. Well, Dana, here we are at the end of episode 21. Yes. I'd like to thank our, our listeners for joining us. Uh, keep coming back. Take a look at our uh, website at flipitorskipit.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. Dana, have a good week. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It. Brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.